Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. And this time I'm joined by Outside In Music founder and CEO, Nick Finzer, who I spoke to almost exactly a year ago. But this time, instead of talking about an album, I'm talking about his first music business book, which is called Create, Connect, Repeat, Building an Artistic Business in the 21st Century. Nick's book is all built around a delightfully simple strategy, create, connect, repeat. Stick with it and allow the process to take its course. His intention is to help artists build an audience that works for the individual artist, finding sustainable practices for sharing your music. I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Nick. Welcome to this episode of Harmonious World. Thanks for joining me, Nick. And uh, let's talk about your book. It sounds very interesting. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks for wanting to chat about it. Um, the book is called Create, Connect, Repeat. And it's an approach to building a system kind of for a creative life. Um, I, for the last seven years or so, have been pretty heavily involved in uh, running a record label and helping a lot of young musicians release their music and uh, not just young musicians, but early career musicians of all ages. And um, the one of the biggest hurdles that I see is that they kind of put a lot of energy and effort into kind of a single focus for, you know, a period of time that's going to be their debut release or their debut album or their first project. And then they put it out there and then some stuff happens, but maybe not as much as they hoped would happen. And they don't always realize that it's kind of building a system so you can keep on doing these things is more important. And building on the success of each one is more important than the success of any one project or like blowing up or like, you know, becoming an overnight success or any sort of uh, idea like that. So the book is, you know, one approach, my approach to organizing you know, a system for, you know, being creative, like can being consistent with the podcast and releasing episodes, you know, all the time rather than like do five at once and then be silent for a year and then come back with 10 more, you know, so, you know, this as well as anyone else that consistency over time. So um, that's kind of the, the 10,000 foot view of what the book's about. Brilliant. What made you want to write it? Tell me about outside of music. <laughs> So it's it's a uh, essentially it's a record label, but um, we it's expanded to include a lot of different things that we do. It's kind of a, an artist service company as well as a record label, um, and so we do obviously we do um, around thirty releases a year, uh, and we but we also do PR for some releases. We do a lot though on the marketing side for musicians. We do a lot of social media marketing, a lot of. Um, advising, consulting, making marketing plans, talking with Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, organizing um, premieres, video features, and all these kind of things. So it's somewhat PR, somewhat uh, marketing, somewhat record label, and somewhat uh, catch-all. <laughs> yeah. Providing the services that you know artists need. Right. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, and that's where this book come, came from, I guess, that you realized that there was a need to put everything into one place. Yeah, basically, it came about, you know, there's been random periods in my life since around 2015, where I've 
said like, oh, I'm going to try to, you know, turn this into a series of blog posts, or I'm going to turn these ideas into videos. And so there's kind of a smattering of things around the internet, some videos I made, and then there's some articles I wrote. And then there's some talks that I've given at different conferences over the last, you know, four or five years about related topics or parts of this book. And so it was uh, an idea of like you just said, kind of collecting them all together and having everything in one place um, because, you know, you don't like repeating yourself all the time, you know, so it's nice to have, have it all in one place so you can send, you know, send people to something as a resource or for me as an educator, it's nice to be able to give a student a copy of the book and say, here, you're asking me all these questions about marketing, blah, blah, blah. Like, just read this. This will be faster. And then we can talk after. Right. Do you feel like it's the sort of book that will need to be updated in three years or something? Because everything will have changed. Yeah, probably in six months or a year. <laughs> right. I, I hesitated to put too many things in that were specific, like super tactical, like social media tactics for today. Because even now, like the book was finished last summer, July of last summer. So it's already almost been a year. So if I had put really specific things, they would have been wrong probably already or not optimal, however you want to think about it. So I tried to avoid it, but I'm 100% sure that there will be things that do not age well and that right. I'll have to update, change, delete, uh, or, or some kind of second edition, something like that. Yeah, right. So uh, obviously you're on the music business side. How is the mu- How do you feel the music business is coming out of lockdown, the pandemic, et cetera? <laughs> It's really hard. It's really hard still. I think um, there was a lot of optimism that we were coming out of the coming out of it all. But there was such a backlog of um, bookings that needed to be rebooked of people that saved albums that didn't maybe didn't release them during the pandemic because they wanted to tour and knew that they couldn't that there's been different points where there's been a huge oversaturation of stuff coming out albums books et cetera, et cetera, just pent up, you know, and then, and the demand I think still from festivals and audiences, like there's an idea that it's there and people think maybe that it's there, but I feel like people are a little more hesitant still. And we're not quite back as fast as we, as people want it to be, you know, from the artist side, from the, and um, I think, you know, I think it's coming back and I think artists have to just be patient and know that, we have, they have to get through all of the kind of bookings that were rebooked and new projects. And so it's, it's a little, it's very competitive. It's always been competitive, but at this particular moment, the, there's less opportunities and way more stuff because people had, you know, time to put things together and they had time and now they're trying to do new projects and old projects. And I'm still now like getting emails from people that canceled gigs that are like, Oh, it's finally getting rebooked now, you know? And so it's two years later. And so I just, on that side of things, you just have to be patient and know that it's, you just have to wait your turn in a certain way uh, as a, a newer artist, you know? Right. And I think that's what you were saying about, the, you know, this whole thing about create, connect, repeat is that you can't just put your album out there and go, there you are, world, listen to it. Because exactly. that's not the way anything happens. Exactly. Noticed- yep. And then again. Yeah. I noticed that uh, Gregory Porter is going back to some of his old stuff to re-release it because there's a lot of people who've discovered him quite recently and then they've gone, oh, hang on a minute, there's more stuff. And, and actually to re-release it 
you know you can remaster or whatever and you know get a whole new audience that's exactly right you can re-release it there's a lot of little tricks you can do you know some people are doing like they'll make um I don't know exactly what you want to call it, but it's kind of like a commentary version of the album where like there'll be a track and then a track of the artist talking about their inspiration and then the next track, or maybe there's a bonus track or, or an alternate take, you know, that those are popular things to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's perspective, isn't it? On, on older things, sometimes older music. Fantastic. So what does the future hold? What, what do you think is uh, for you, for outside in, for you know, the music business as a whole, what, where are we going? Do you think? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> overall, where are we going? I don't know. But um, I, you know, I think that there's never been a better opportunity for artists to build an audience. And we sometimes forget that. And we want a certain vision of how things used to be. And it's hard for me too to accept that things are, are different and that I cannot recreate the life of my heroes you know there's some a part in the book that i the t- chapter is just called art blakey is dead and that was kind of a realization talking to musicians that played with him that like oh i even though i have this like mythical idea of what it means to come up as a young jazz musician like those things just don't exist you can't change reality so instead of trying to live out this fantasy world it's kind of being a little more realistic and saying taking things into your own hands and saying i can build an audience that can sustain my musical career i don't need a hundred thousand people to you know be adoring fans of me i just need a thousand people that are willing to spend a hundred bucks on me every year and i have a viable artistic business that people will buy tickets to shows or cds or books or educational materials whatever those things might be you can start to really build you know build a business model build an idea of how you can actually make a life in music rather than just kind of throwing things at the wall i see artists that do that all the time just kind of let's try this 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 and there's no consistency there's no plan and there's no like even 18 month or two year plan of like how we're gonna create an audience to actually like your stuff um but and so i think that that's kind of where we're headed i think still is kind of this splintering of artists and building up their own audiences i I think the big major labels are still going to be you know curating some of those artists into their image but i can't think of that many artists that i know in the jazz world at least that are super happy that get those opportunities they're not super excited with how with the control that they lose you know that by going with somebody that's going to give them 20 or thirty thousand dollars to to make a project Um, so I think the rise and continuation of the independent artist is here to stay. And I think that, um, embracing that rather than fighting it is, uh, is, um, very advantageous for the younger, the younger generation to, to know, and just to go and do it and just to put music out and start now, uh, rather than waiting. I, I find a lot of people build up that quote unquote, that first release or that debut in their mind, whatever that first thing, whether it's a album or another type of project, it's like they build it up and it becomes this huge mountain to overcome when it's really more important to do the first thing so you can get it off the, out of the way. Because the first, the first song you make is probably not the best song, right? Like right. you're going to continue to improve theoretically. And um, so just getting that first one out of the way and start starting is sometimes the hardest part. But I know people that are now in their mid forties or early fifties and they're thinking, Oh man, I never made that debut recording. 
now I have this huge expectation of like, it has to be huge. And it's like, that's really problematic to actually yeah. getting done in my, in my opinion. Right. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for talking to me about the book. It sounds really interesting. So great stuff. Well, thank you for joining me for the latest episode of Harmonious World. And that was a really interesting conversation with Nick. What you're listening to actually now is his track Evolution of Perspective, which I did use a part of last time I interviewed him a year ago. But this, now you've heard the beginning and the end at the beginning and the end of this podcast. So I hope you enjoy listening to that. Thank you once more for joining me for Harmonious World. Please do like, share, send a link to your friends, share it on social media. Just tell your friends about Harmonious World. It would really help me. I track my statistics all the time and they're really going up and it's nice to hear that more people are listening in. I have some exciting guests lined up for future episodes of Harmonious World and I hope you enjoy listening to them.
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.